This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? How are you? Welcome into the Monday morning edition of the Bostonian versus the book, a props.com production. We're live on the props YouTube channel podcast immediately following. We are done here. He is Dave Sherapan, the book. I am Matt Peralt. I'm the Bostonian in holy bleeping crap. Do we have a lot to get to on the show today? Dave, I, I don't know where to actually start, but I don't know if I've ever sat there with my mouth open for four games going, how the hell is this happening? What's up, my friend? Um, yeah, I, and then throw in the UFC uh, Saturday night, and it was a long weekend. <laughs> I mean, so I had to show up today with the glasses on, the, the burrow hat, the Bengals hat. It's a you red jersey. To, you, you just we have to address this right at the top. We just right have to act. We have to address the the glasses because there's no way you're going to convince me these are not your wife's glasses. Like these are these are your wife's. They're 100 not my wife's glasses. <laughs> They're not. I mean, this is Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills. Yeah. This is, I mean, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know what to make of these glasses that you're wearing. The hat is nice, although it's I do. Bad. I'm going to buy the white. I'm going to buy the white Bengals hat this week. I've decided because I am all in on Joe Burrow. I'll, I'll explain more as to what I did last night. I'm, oh, made, man. The what a dude, right? Like, what oh, a yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, so my number was nine my whole life. He's number nine. He got sacked nine times and they won the game. Like, and that was, that was the appetizer to the whole weekend. Like everybody (laughs) forgot about that game after yesterday, you forgot about the Packers losing, getting a punt blocked at the end of the game. Like what? I I, am still, there were so many what's like the kids do it all the time. What? And they, 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 that's how they did. I must've done it at least 10 times, at least 10 times yesterday and Saturday. The football was incredible. It it really was. And I I think one of the fun things about the entire weekend, and we're going to go over all of them is that if you're a football fan, I think it's like the cliche to call it, you know, the best playoff weekend in NFL history, but it's hard to argue it, right? I mean, have we seen four games over two days like that? I mean, we'll go through all four of them, but have we ever seen something like that? I mean, everyone's calling it that. So it's kind of a boring thing to say, but it's not wrong, right? I have to go back and look. Um, There's been always one or there's been one day where like the Saturday games stunk and the Sunday games were great or You got, you know, when they started moving the games to prime time, like the Saturday night game was electric. And then you got a dud or two on Sunday. I don't remember all four games being decided on the last play of the game the whole weekend. Like it was, it was down. Every game has a storyline. Every game had 
highs, lows. We were trading text during the the Rams <laughs> and, and Buccaneer game going, do you believe these numbers? Do you believe what's going on? Why are they punting now? Why are they doing this? Not like <laughs> we were doing it all weekend, like children, like little kids, but like we all became that. I mean, I don't, I don't even know like what happened here, but by the time the Rams were blowing the game against the Buccaneers, my entire house was watching it, screaming at the television, rooting against Tom Brady. They're like, I don't want to see him anymore. And I'm like, you guys get it. Like they get it. The kids were caught. We were the opposite. The, of course. This house was the opposite. Absolutely. We were, we, we were all, my wife was literally jumping up and down. Oh. I mean, she never watches football. She never watches football. Exactly. And she was glue, glued couldn't to stop. that game. Yeah. What? Couldn't stop. And then oh, no, couldn't stop. Yeah. Wouldn't couldn't stop. stop watching the game. Could not glued stop to it. watching the game. And then my father and I, my father-in-law and I watched the second game and he, he just said, I, I can't believe back-to-back games like this. Like, you know, he's 82 years old. He's like, I, he's watching, he's like, I've been watching football for a long time. He's right. like, I don't remember back-to-back games nope. of this magnitude like this with insanity, just absolute straight-up insanity. So let's start with the last one and work our way backwards because did the Bills choke? 0-6-1 oh, in one-score games. 13 seconds left <sighs> in the game. I'm on the ground. I have had this emotional roller coaster. I'm on the Chiefs minus one and a half. <laughs> I, I'm hitting every prop bet. I mean, I, I had over, over, oh. over. They're all everything's oh. hitting. It's it's insanity. You make oh, every. Yeah. I I had first quarter over ten points that hit. I had over. Um, I had the only thing it didn't hit was a Dawson Dawson Knox touchdown. That was the only thing I had on that game that didn't hit. Everything right. else I had in that game hit, and I'm just like, all right, Casey, fourth and thirteen. If you can't stop a team on fourth and thirteen, you don't deserve to win. Period. I don't care what Josh Allen is. You have to be. And then I don't know how Gabriel Davis deep that DB out of his shoes. Literally made him fall down. Literally Literally made him fall down. Fall down. Literally made the DB fall down. Wide open touchdown, fourth and 13. Like, are you kidding me? Guy had four touchdown tosses Four sorry, four touchdown catches in the game. Yeah. Never been done before in NFL history in a, in a in a playoff game. This guy has four touchdowns in the game. Unbelievable matchup mismatch. That was they exploited it over and over. Stefan Diggs was a non-factor in that game other than a two-point conversion catch. He did basically nothing in that game. It was all Gabriel Davis. 75-yard touchdown toss. I mean, that guy, breakout, breakout game for that guy. That guy's agent this morning is eating caviar. He's excited. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make millions off this dude after what he just did in the postseason because that's going to be the story for his career forever. Oh, the dude had four touchdown catches in a playoff game. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I want that guy on my team. Let's sign him. But my gosh, where are you on squib kick versus kicking deep? You got to kick it in play. You got to take a couple seconds off the clock. You have, I don't think it would have mattered. They kicked the field goal with three seconds left, right? If you start three seconds less, you only maybe get one. Okay. Now let's play it out. The clock starts when the ball is touched. Correct. By right. the offensive, by the receiving team. Yes. Correct. Right. You squib yes. kick it. Okay. Yes. Up back, catches the ball, goes down, calls timeout. 
the only thing you home clock, it's probably not that big of a deal. It's one, two seconds. Okay. So yes, you burn, you make them burn a timeout or they take a knee and it stops automatically and they don't have to take a timeout. It just automatically stops. You know, when you give yourself up, grab it, knee right down. Okay. I give Sean McDermott some credit here with this. You're giving Patrick Mahomes the ball at the 35 yard line. I mean, come on, you can't do that. So it's 13 seconds. I think kicking it deep was the right decision. I think he was right to kick it deep and say, you know what? If you can go in 13 seconds, which they did, if you can go down to the 30-yard line and get in field goal range, I mean, okay, power to you. How the hell did Dak Prescott not be able to get a playoff in 14 seconds? And these guys went 13 seconds and went 60 yards. Well, they had timeouts. Dak didn't have any timeouts. (laughs) Right. But, you know, that's, that's also good clock management. My first takeaway from the whole game, the end of the game especially, both teams were prepared. Both teams, you know, have done this before. And one just executed. Mahomes got him down there. There was no way. They threw for almost 200 yards apiece after the two-minute warning. I mean, <laughs> when when Buffalo scored the first time, you're like, oh, he left them too much time. Yes. And, and then a hundred percent, it was one forty-five on the clock. I said to my father-in-law, I was like, "Way too much time for yeah, Mahomes." Yeah, it was way too much time. Well, it was one fifty-four. I have it written down. I okay. had to take notes. I watched it again this morning. I, I can't it. believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. So then he throws it to Hill, who looks like he don't even know how fast he's running. Like he looks like he's out of control running on a field. He's the fastest guy that I can remember in recent history because he's making guys look like they're standing still that probably run 4-4. Four, four. He scores. He, peace out. He, he dropped yeah, he he the deuces. deuces on the way by. In a playoff game, he goes, boop. I was like, oh, my. Right. I was like, that's a poster so right there. Did oh. you think it was over then? Because I thought, wow. No. He left too much time. He yeah, I didn't think it was over. Much, right. I, I thought this chief defense is not good, and it hasn't been good, and they're tired. And look – Tyron Matthew getting hurt was a significant, Crusher. significant injury for the back end of that defense. And over the middle, they exploited it. It took them pretty much. It took them the entire first half to figure it out. And then the second half, they finally realized, wait, they don't have their starting safety. Let's start going after it. Then you had the touchdown, that seven, the seven yarder to Gabriel Davis. You had the slant pass for a touchdown to him over the middle. I mean, they just finally went after the fact that they didn't have Matthew. So, no, I was like, uh-oh this is crazy. Like they're going to go down. And I thought Buffalo did a pretty good job of milking the clock. I mean, they scored a touchdown with 13 seconds left. Like it's read to feel I, pretty good about the fact that, Hey, all right, we're giving Mahomes give it 13 yeah. seconds. Yeah. This game's probably over. I thought it was over. I was like, there's no way they can do this. That's the first time of all that exchange, all that sequence. I thought it's over. That's mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. And I'm thinking, boy, what's the line on Buffalo? You know, I I tweeted the same thing. I I was like, all right, minus six Buffalo at home, minus six cold weather. I was like, yeah, I think I tweeted. I was like, I think it's going to be Buffalo minus six. Yeah. And then that first played it to Hill. It was like, wait, (laughs) they've got timeouts and he just went 30 yards. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking like 57 yard field goal. And then they lose Kelsey. Yeah. And Kelsey's open over the middle and he goes right down and it's a makeable kick. I mean, it's just a makeable kick. I mean, the dude, I forget the kicker who, on the broadcast who said Harrison Buckner was the best kicker next to um, Jay next Fieldy. to 
Yeah, Philly said that right. Jay Philly said that he's he's the next best kicker to the kicker for to, to, to Justin Tucker of the yeah. Ravens. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, man? And then the guy goes out there and misses an extra point and misses the field goal. Yep. So he got totally cursed by Jay Feely. And then I was like, did he curse him to the point where because that at home, that guy's money. I'm yeah. like, that guy hits 89% of his kicks overall. At home, he's like 94%. He's a money kicker at Arrowhead. Game on the line, season on the line, come from behind, victory on the line. And he crushed it. Crushed it. Just beautiful, beautiful kick. I thought it was over after the first pass the hill. I watched it again this morning and I'm like, man, he still need to get further down. Like they showed that red line on the broadcast and like, man, I still, and then boom, Kelsey Ketchin slides down timeout. They're going to make it. And right then I'm like, oh, whoever wins the toss is winning this game. Yeah. Whoever yeah. wins the toss is immediate bet on in the, in the overtime they're going. Doesn't that suck? Now I didn't do that because I already had, I I already had Casey minus one and a half and minus minus one ten, and Casey was minus minus one seventy or minus minus one eighty when they win the game, when they won the coin toss. So there's no point in doubling down on that. I I went back and I sprinkled on the bills at plus one seventy. I said, shoot, you're going to give me plus one seventy on the, on the other side. I can hedge a little bit and make sure that I'm going to make some money. If Buffalo does stop them or get a pick or whatever. So I did that going into overtime, just like a hedge a little bit on it. But I mean, look, I'm not going to pour salt in the wounds here with the bills. They played their asses off. They had an incredible game and they got completely bleeped by the NFL rule, which it might be the worst NFL rule in existence. And that's saying something as a Patriot fan, my team won a super bowl. Thanks to this rule. But the fact that Josh Allen did not get a chance to touch the football in overtime is I mean, in the playoffs, my father-in-law made a great point right after the game. He was like, look at, he's like, I don't care if you do this in the regular season because you're playing now 17 games in 18 weeks and you got to find a way to end the game quickly. Extra football leads to more injuries. Fine. But in the playoffs, the NHL doesn't have a shootout in the, in, in, in the playoffs. Okay. You play the game out, no shootout, no gimmicky crap. You just go play. Why not just do a 10 minute period yeah, and whoever's winning death. afterwards. It's sudden what? death in the NHL. Yeah, but they don't change. If it's tied, they keep playing. Like they keep going, keep going, keep going. They don't sit there and say, oh, after we play, you know, a period of four on four, now we're going to go into shootouts and that's how we're going to deter- determine who wins the Stanley Cup. They don't do that. Why are we having this where both teams do not get a legitimate shot at the football? Just play 10 minutes. Whoever's winning at the end of 10 minutes, they're the winner. Well, I mean, the NHL playoff argument is it's sudden death. You can score a goal on the opening faceoff. The other team doesn't touch the puck and you win. I mean, come on now. The goal didn't have a chance to stop it. That, that's a goalie save. You missed the it. defense has a chance to stop Buffalo. Had sure. Six chances to nah, stop. It, it never happens like that. You know this. You said it yourself. The winner I, of the coin. The, the game was decided I, on a coin flip. You're stop them. Stop them. No, play it's defense. too much to ask. It's too, it's too, it's too much it's to ask the defense to yes, play. You're being ridiculous. No, I'm not. Well, it, it, yes, it is. This is an, no, Dave, we have decided that football oh, is wait, an offensive wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. We have really decided this is an offensive game. He should, he should get to touch the ball. Yeah, Josh he, Allen, go yes. get me the ball. Go get me the ball. No, Josh Allen should have a chance. No, no, no. Josh Allen should have a chance to touch the football regardless of what his defense does. It's just. No, I, I, it's not sudden death because a field goal doesn't end it. If it was sudden death, the field goal it used to be sudden death. It's Let's not sudden, sudden death, death anymore. Let's no, sudden it's, death. Well, no, that's even worse than it used to be. That sucks too. I mean, sudden death is awful. I, 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 I don't like it because you should have 
it's amazing. But college has figured this out that we're an offensive game. We you dictate like everything to the overtime versus the pro. I like you could tweak a little bit to make it better, but I don't like the third overtime two point play, but both teams touching the football, the 25. Yes. I like that better than the NFL. Yes. hundred percent. You want to see an NFL game decided. That's like deciding an NHL game with a shootout. No, it's, it's not. Gimmicky. I mean, it, fine. And you, you could it's it's gimmicky, but it's more fair than what we currently have. You said it yourself. A coin flip decides the game. Everybody knows it. So that's horrible. Only because the defense couldn't stop them. The defense, the defense is out of to stop them. You know, every rule is dictated to offense, right? Every uh, rule. Yeah. Is dictated sure. towards the offense. The defense is already playing with one hand behind their you back. And now the they're other exhausted. Games on Saturday. Yeah. What do you mean? There's defense being played in the league, not eh, in that game. Eh. Whether comes into 10, play, 1916. NFL football is an offensive game. NFL football is a quarterback-driven league. If you don't have an elite quarterback, you can't compete in this game. Period. Stop. End of story. You have crying to about the rules today. Is, is no, I, it's I, not, I I'm not. You think I'm crying for Bills fans? No, you're, you're trying to I, change I, the rules. Josh I'm making, Allen didn't get yes. a chance to no, touch I, the I'm ball. making it more fair for anyone. The Patriots did it to the Falcons, as I said. My team won a Super Bowl off this rule. Stop them. I hated it then. Stop them the whole second I hate half. it they now. 28 to Correct. Three. Nobody can. Nobody can stop it. But they the Chiefs would have lost the game, to too. Three. Your argument the with the Patriots, they were up 28 to 3. They're crying sure. about they didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. All you had to do was kick a field goal at any point. You'd have won the game. But you didn't. Well, okay, so you, you're going to change the overtime rule for that? Yes. The, the Bills scored with 13 seconds left, and they had to stop them one play. Sure. And the, and, and the Bills won, they had the, game and, and the Chiefs had a chance times. to win the game. And the Chiefs had a chance to win the game on a fourth and 13. We, we can do this all day. Of course. Of what if kind of. But the fact of the matter is, when you go to overtime, the fact that we have decided that football is an offensive game driven by quarterback play, that we say to, to one team, hey, your best player is your quarterback. Most teams, your highest paid player is your quarterback. And your quarterback is not going to be on the football field in overtime getting a chance to answer. Unless you should always have a chance to answer. You should always have a chance to answer. Hold him to a field goal. Hold him to a field goal. You got a chance to answer. I just don't think it's fair. Field goal. I just don't think it's fair. I, I think we have de- we have decided in NFL football, then start making the rules back to the way it was where DBs can actually touch somebody. Start oh, making I the rules where you that. start start making the rules where defense can play defense because every defensive back in overtime is petrified of the throw it up oh, football pass, you know, pass interference call and the game's over. So if we're going to have this rule, start letting the DBs do what they're supposed to be able to do, which is actually play some defense. And, Amen. you know, those referees are grabbing their that they're holding that flag, waiting, waiting, waiting just to throw that flag. And it's unfair for the defensive backs. We have dictated the rules so heavily towards offense that to say to the Bills, which built their team on offense, spent their money on offense, that your offense is not going to get a chance on the football field in overtime in the biggest game of the year, in the biggest spot Unless of the year. Unless you stop the team. But they don't spend money on defense. I mean, that's a, that's a problem. Neither team did. Both teams, Chiefs and the Bills, both are built for their offenses. That's why you said it. Coin flip decides. For the team. Nah, you can't you can't decide coin flips. It's just not I guess coin flip didn't decide the game. You said that, not me. The coin flip. No, because you you saw you watched the game. Nobody was stopping anybody. Correct, but you said the coin flip decided the game, which it did. And I agree with you. The coin flip decided the game. Yeah. It's every time it's right. right. 
No, every it's time not. It's right. Oh, it's always in the big team that wins a coin flip wins the game every time they take Pretty it much. down for a touchdown. Pretty much. Yeah, I would love. I don't know the exact numbers. I'm going to say it's seventy percent. Oh, I'm going to say it's seven out of ten times the team that wins a coin flip goes down, scores a touchdown, game over, and the other team doesn't get to touch the ball. Yes, seventy percent of the time. I'm going to say yeah in playoff football. I'm going to say it's seventy percent of the time in playoff football. These rules, these are big games. These are big quarterback play. What if it's less than seventy percent? Then I'm wrong, but I, I still don't change the rule. I, I still, I still want the rule changed. I, said, I think the fact that a team that is built for quarterback play, every elite team has an elite quarterback, and every team should have a chance to have their best player on the field with when their the game of regulation. The so there is no overtime. I mean, there's an answer for all of it. What do you mean? You can't end a regulation in the playoffs. It's tied. No. Win a game of regulation. Then, then you don't avoid well, overtime. So you don't have well, to fine, worry but- about a coin flip. Okay, but that's the take point. Responsibility we for it. That's what I'm saying. You, you take who? Take team, for who? So the, the, do the team, Bills the coach, who's taking responsibility? Everybody. The fourth, the Chiefs not doing it on fourth and thirteen, or the Bills not stopping them with thirteen seconds left? Because both those scenarios would have happened. Them. Right. The Chiefs stopped them or didn't stop them and went and won the game and tied it. So I mean, mm-hmm. they they did what they had to do. It's on the Bills to stop them. It's on the Bills. You know, it could have flipped the other way. If the Bills win the toss, they go down and score. The Chiefs are crying about not being able to stop them, or they try crying about not being able to, you know, touch the ball with Mahomes. I mean, mm. it's on the defense to stop. That's the game. The audience, the audience is not with you, my friend. The no one is. is. That's the, the hard audience. part. Nobody the wants audience to take is with responsibility me. for it. Everybody, of wants, course. I didn't want to see the game end either that way. It did. It's it. It's oh, it. According to Tony, he says it's ten and ten in in the playoffs. It's ten and one. You won the toss. You won ten out of eleven games. Boy, oh boy. So I'm wrong. So, so sorry. It's not 70%. It's 90%. Yeah. So I'm right. <laughs> 90, 90, 90% of the time you win the coin flip, you win the game. If that stat's right. I don't know if that stat's right. I'm just reading off the, off the live chat. But if the live chat's right, 90% of the time we're getting the coin flip. You win in the postseason. You win the coin flip touchdown game over. You have to change the rule. It's just, it's not. Oh, right. I don't know if it's a touchdown. 10 and one's not a touchdown. 10 and one wins a game. There's not 10 and one touchdowns. You're crazy. Uh, well, I don't know. The, the stat is 10 and one over the last 11. If you won the toss, you won the game. Right. So I don't, I, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming that's, that's a correlated. <laughs> well, not with a touchdown. I don't know. I How else, it's I mean, not with a touchdown. All right. I mean, the other team stops them and gets to go down and kick a field goal. They don't do that. You win the mm. toss. You don't get it. You punt, you put them deep. And you we'll still look into, we'll, we'll look into this. Our I guarantee our 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 crack okay, research team. Yeah, our, 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 our crack research team will always be be beyond this. But I I think the NFL. The last thing I want to talk about from that game is the 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 crocodile tears. It's what decided. It's what decided the game. You, you, what, every did you Buffalo, watch the game? Of course, was every eighty point fan? scored in a game. It wasn't Correct. decided by a coin flip. There was yes, it was. You, you said it. Not me. You, you, you said it. Just, Careful. No, you, you I did not say the coin flip decided the game, Matt. Oh. Listen to the show. Listen to <laughs> the show. We're now you're getting it. me aggravated, which is fine. <laughs> this is your goal. This will be the clip you cut for the show. It's no. Perfect. Yes, it will. I'll, Absolutely, I'll, it will. I'll Absolutely, clip the, it will. And it's I'll fine. Clip, I'll no, bet I'll that the, this will be the clip for the show. Because no. you're wrong. I'll clip you saying you said it's okay. the coin flip decided the game. Everybody knew it. You bet the Chiefs as soon as the coin flip, the one that you bet the Chiefs. That's you said that, not me. Because that's the point. The, the point is the game's flip, over. The coin flip was a result of the game 
that was played. Each team had 85 plays before the overtime. Correct. You're not listening to the show. I am listening. I don't know what you're saying. You're saying take responsibility for everything that happened before that, which is a very odd. I understand the point. That's a coach speak answer to say you had 18,000 chances to win. You should have won it before that. I get it. But the reality of the rules, the reality of the NFL is that they have structured the game to benefit offenses. Teams are building their teams on offense with quarterbacks and wide receivers and offensive linemen. And you're spending millions of dollars and that million. Millions of dollars you're spending is now sitting on the sidelines watching the game like you and me as the team goes down the field, game over. You, you never get a chance to touch the football. Help was Again, feeling. The Patriots won a Super Bowl this way. It's just not fair. I mean, both teams should have a chance to answer. Football is not a sport where we, we have specialized players in football, not like baseball, where you hit and play defense, except for DHs. It, it just it doesn't. It's not the same football. You have to be able to have both teams getting a chance to match. You score a touchdown. Now I got to score a touchdown to match. You can kick a field goal. Now I got to go and score. I don't score or I don't kick a field goal or a touchdown can end it and win it. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. If I kick three, you go seven game over. At least both teams had a fair opportunity. Both teams had a chance. Both teams don't did not have a chance last night at the end of that game. I'm happy. I won my bet. I'm not crying for Buffalo. I just think that rule change is coming in the NFL at some point in the very near future. There's a lot of people who are mad about it. And the NFL doesn't like when fans get really this ticked off, although it happened in the Super Bowl and they didn't change it. So we'll see. We'll see. I disagree. Okay. We'll move on. (laughs) How did Cooper cup get behind the Bucks secondary? They blitzed. How How do you let that happen? They blitzed. That, I thought that was going to be the play of the weekend. I thought that was going to be the conversation point oh everyone was going to have is that you can't blitz there and you can't let that guy beat you. Anybody else but that guy. Yeah, we should probably change the rules so Brady could have answered that. That would have been that would have been working. Okay. Well, now you're just yeah. now you're not now you're being argumentative and not making fair points. So that, not, it's, no, it's, I mean it's, like it's, it's, it's not, not a fair point. He, That's he not came fair all point. the way back and it was tied, and then they blitzed and they made a play, so they were rewarded because they were offense. It's okay, and the defense, like you know, did Brady up. have a did Brady have a chance? Did Brady for the third time, by the way, in a major game, give a game to his defense, and his defense couldn't stop? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Giants oh, times two, yeah. and the Bucks there. Yeah, Brady walks off, does his job. Defense doesn't do their job. I get your point. Okay, I'm not saying okay. your point is irrational. Your point's there. I'm just saying that in an overtime, Brady had a chance. He did his job. Defense didn't do their job, unfortunately. That's hell of a throw. That's part of the game. Of course, it's part of the game. Of course, it's part of the game. But Um, over time, we change the rules. I can't believe how uh, at that point, if you're Tampa, as soon as they snap the ball, you tackle Cooper Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. What happens? You get a five-yard penalty. You get a 10-yard penalty. The clock runs out. The Rams had no timeouts. They had no timeouts. Like, you want to talk about a coach not knowing the situation? Mm, they were shell shocked. Like, they're making excuses. It's more excuses. Yeah. No, it's not excuses. It's they, just what they, they were. It's tied the game. They choked. They, they, were the, the coaching staff choked. Whatever yeah. second left there were there. Mm. And they let the guy who just owned them all game run free. I like what, what happened? Like there's, mm. 
It's snap the ball, tackle every receiver, like the movie The Longest Yard. <laughs> they run the clock. They get one more play because you can't end the game on a you know defensive penalty. And then they throw a Hail Mary, and we play overtime, and then we can have the same argument about the overtime because Brady wins a toss, goes down, and scores. And boy, oh boy, the Rams blew the game and the Stafford thing. And then so we have that discussion twice. Instead, Cooper Cup runs free. Perfect pass, perfect catch. They run down and clock it. Look like they practiced that before. Mm. Again, it exposed Dallas for not having practiced that situation before. Gets down there, spikes it, it's over. And it was like, it was so sudden because you said it on Friday and, and I had that that context watching that whole game. What if this is his last game? Like, I still don't think it is, but now it could be. And he walked off like that. That sucked. I didn't want to see that. But it makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, when you look at, for starters, Cooper Cup, I, I don't think I remember a receiver other than Jerry Rice that when the ball goes to him, it's caught, period. There's not even like a debate as to like, does he catch it? Like absolutely every time this dude catches every ball thrown yep. in his, his catch radius is stupid. I, I mean, I don't know where it came from. Like he was good. He wasn't this good. Like, or maybe he was, and he had bad quarterback play. I don't know, but like whatever him and Stafford have eaten, you know, together, these two dudes are like tied at the hip. They understand each other. They get each other. I mean, this is like even better than Brady and Randy Moss here. This is just like throw the ball up and Cooper Cup's getting it every time, even in big moments, even with the game on the line, automatic. But for Brady, he won't say yes or no. I I don't think I here's my fear with Brady right now. This feels like Farvish. Okay. And what I mean by that is Brett Favre wanted to walk away and he knew he should walk away. And then like by July, he went, oh man, I got to play. I, I, I got to play. You guys want me? And then the team is in a really tough spot. Like, what are they going to say? No, we don't want you, Brett Favre. So the Packers had to take him back. Right. And then, then, then it's over. And then here we go again. And it's like, I should walk away. And then come, then July comes and like, yo man, we're, we're, we're moving on. Okay. Aaron's our guy. And then he winds up with the Vi with, with, with the Vikings. Right. And it's like, oh man, he plays out his string with the Vikings. I know Brady is saying that he's not going to go out like that. Like that's not his bag to do that, but it's starting to feel that way because like at least when like Mariano Rivera or Derek Jeter or David Ortiz, like when they were walking away, they just said, look, this is it. Okay. One year I'm playing it out guys. Tip my cap to all you guys. I'm not saying it's a retirement tour, but essentially they had a retirement tour. Every team gave Mariano Rivera or Derek Jeter or David Ortiz. They all gave them something special. Like thank yes. you for your time. It's like I, I keep on waiting for that decision that Brady is going to let everyone have some clarity. And this is what pissed off the Patriots because they would come to him and be like, what's your plan? Like, how long do you want to play? And he'd be like, I don't know. I'm going to keep on playing until I want to stop. And they're like, okay, we're drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. And then that pissed him off. And then they're drafting Jacoby Brissett. And that pissed him off. And he kept on, you know, started dip, dip, dip. They dropped, they, they draft Garoppolo. And then he did what, what Rogers did. Like you drafted his replacement and then zoop. All of a sudden, he's back to being Brady because he's focused again and he wants to play at a high level again. If you're the Bucks, if Brady walks away, you're screwed because Gronk's going too. 
So Brady walks, Gronk's gone. Antonio right. Brown is gone. All right? right. So now you're down Gronk, Brown, Brady. What the hell are you doing next year? I don't you're even toast. know who else is, who else is, you know, staying. Right. Um, I mean, do, 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 does anybody stay? Does, does Arian stay? Does everyone just say, okay, we had our run two year fun. We won a championship. It was incredible. We're all up in age. We've all accomplished everything. I mean, Arians has a coaching Super Bowl and two with the pack, two with the Steelers. He's got three rings. What has he got to accomplish? He's good. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I I don't know. I I, I mean, free agents, Godwin, Sue, Gronkowski, Fournette. I just got saw a graphic. Um yeah. I don't know. I I I, th- I try to think of it in terms of Brady and for the first time like just watching him and and seeing everything I don't think he needs the football. Like I don't think he needs football as much anymore? as anymore. Yeah. Like I don't I think agree. he needs it anymore. I, I think, agree. I think he has you know accomplished what he wants. Like I mean when he used to say or just recently, not that long ago, he's I'm playing till I'm 50. Like just the way it felt, unless it's not right, right, like he don't need it. Like, do I need to do this again? I mean, I think if the Patriots, this it sounds strange, but I think if the Patriots were championship contenders and they were, I, I think Brady proved his point, is what I'm trying to say. I think he wanted to show that, hey, Things didn't end the way I wanted it to. We our egos got in the way. I wanted to show everybody I still had a lot left in the tank. And so he goes to Tampa. He wins the Super Bowl. Point taken. And now all the anger is gone. Like there's he's no longer playing for spite. He's no longer playing to prove a point. It's just like, do you want to keep going? Like, what's the point of keeping this act going at 44 with your family and everything else? You've won seven Super Bowls, like seven. What's getting you up in the morning? You know, what's I that? I, I I think it's the plan. I think he's coming back. I don't think he's okay. gonna. I don't think he's gonna take it like that. Like I don't. I I think he still wants to play, and I, I mean, obviously, he's gonna win the MVP, isn't he? Like I don't. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's it's a, him or Rogers, but I think Rogers probably wins it. But Rogers has so much bad press right now that maybe not. I don't know. I mean, right. people shouldn't people shouldn't do that. I mean, it's got nothing to do with his right. play on the field. So you shouldn't be who cares what he's saying about other topics off the field. It shouldn't factor in, but it does. Humans are humans. So it does factor in. So I think Brady might win it because of that, but it's, you know, him or it's Rogers who will win it. And I mean, yeah, can you win the MVP and walk away? I don't know because Manning won the Super Bowl and walked away. I mean, LA won the Super Bowl and walked away. The hard part about the football, right? Like you can't be half in. You can't have a retirement tour. You can't right. have a like in baseball, you know, once you get to that point, you can accept playing two or three times a week and pinch hitting the other times and you know, saying you're resting. For a pitcher, you go out once every five days, and then as it gets later in the season and you're either contending or you're not, you can skip a start or two, and it's no big deal. Um, for an NFL quarterback, man, it's I think it's one of the hardest positions to accept walking away from. Because mm. um, of the rules, too. I mean, it's set up for you to be – you don't get touched. I mean, Brady got hit in the mouth. He was bleeding. And he had a coronary and got a flag because of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that was, I can't believe that was he his lost first his mind. Unsportsmanlike conduct. 
penalty. They must have said something pre. Like there was talk, I guess, in the media, in the Rams media, I guess, in the lead up to the game where you can't allow Brady to to do and yell and scream when he gets hit. You can't allow him to throw a temper tantrum and not flag him because it was almost like the referees were ready for it. Like Brady, I've seen him go far more aggressively at referees and not get flagged. And he's got a bloody lip and he's screaming at the ref and zoop, flag comes out. It was well, like, whoa. I read the post game a little bit. Um, he said he, you know, came at me with vulgarity. Of course. Oh. But Brady's done that a ton. Brady, I mean, yeah, Brady would MF everybody. Old officials, <laughs> old officials take it. New officials don't, you know, and that's mm. Hockey Lee Jr. He, you know, he's, uh, let's just say he's trying to prove that who he is, is has been earned and not given and everything right. else. Like he, he seems to be a, a guy who likes to be a part of the show a little bit more than you would like an official to be. So insane he, flag. It's an insane flag. You can't, th- you can't, I mean, you just got to let it go. Just, like, you I, can't like, like Tom you know, Brady, shut up, Tom. Yeah. I'm not just, throwing a flag. Just shut up right. and, and, and you, you run away. and spot the ball and just go like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, it was, it was bizarre when I saw it and I was like, did he just throw a flag on Brady? Like you saw everything this weekend. Everything. How about how happy is Tony Michelle this morning? They are not talking about him. <laughs> Could you imagine the number of people who would have been just dogging him uh, if the bucks had won that game? Well, no cam Akers. The fumble I thought was, I thought it was Michelle who fumbled. No Akers. Uh, okay. I thought it was Michelle. Sue, you sure? That ball out of him. I thought that was I thought it was Michelle because I thought Akers was tired and they ran Tony Michelle. No, no, either yeah, either or I can't, can't Akers. believe it. I can't believe he fumbled the ball. I mean, that game had three what's what like 27-13. Evans gets open and it's a touchdown. I'm like, okay, this this really can't be happening, right? This is not happening. And then, well, I mean, first thing was the field goal. When the field goal was short, like how is that the, possible? I thought Pro Bowl, this, Pro Bowl this can't kicker. Be. Right. Pro Bowl kicker, 47 yard. What? Short? Like missing it left or right. Fine, but short? Exactly. Like that's where I was like, (laughs) wait, that missed? He was short? How was that short? Was that touched? It wasn't touched. Okay. And then Evan scores a touchdown. I'm like, what? And it was funny because Kylie was here and she was getting ready to go to a hitting lesson and she got caught up watching a game with me. And she's like, I thought you said the Rams had this thing clinched. I'm like, I thought so too, but I said, did. I, did I said, this is Brady. And she's like, well, he's not going to win it. Is he? And I'm like, anything is possible. I said, you should stay and watch this before you leave. And then he fumbled and Brady got it. And I was immediately like, I know they're scoring. They're scoring. So acres, acres fumbled twice. Yep. Wow. Right before the half. Well, yeah, how about that? that? The one at the one was at the one boy. going in to ice the game. That's now I had how about this? I had under 23 and a half in the first half. How lucky oh. was that bet? <laughs> oh, you're living right. <laughs> how lucky is that? Bet? Three and it fumbles the ball on the goal at the line. one with 10 seconds left. That was and the Brady, total 23 and a half. Yeah. Close. Oh. It was 24 and then closed at 23 and a half. I came in late on it and took it at 23 and a half. Oh, see, I mean, like, I didn't even realize that it makes perfect sense, though. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, I mean, when he fumbled the ball, I, I immediately thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to win. They're going to win. The, the Buccaneers are going to win this game. And I was trying to think, all right, what's the line? 
let's the Buccaneers are small favorites again. Like, really? I mean, the, the Niners are going to go beat him. Immediately, I thought the Niners yeah. were going to go beat him. I would agree with that. Yeah. And then, look, just too many injuries. It's why it's so impossible to repeat. It's just so oh. hard. It's just, it's why the, the Patriots, oh. 03 04. That's the last time a team went back to back. It's just so hard to go back to back in today's so NFL. Hard. Oh, it's the injuries. Look at everything that happened. Look at all the injuries, the offensive line injuries, the drama. I, I mean, everything that you would look at that didn't happen in 21 happened in 22 to the Buccaneers. And right. So that's just, that's the way it goes. The, the team that gets the breaks, the team that's the healthiest, the team that gets the fortuitous situations, fumbles, turnovers, crazy things happen. They're the ones that, normally end up winning it all who is that right now right now it's the chiefs it's the chiefs yeah right now it's the chiefs who are getting who who are getting all those breaks all right so aaron Rodgers is done the two one seeds go down rogers now falls to oh and four in the postseason against san francisco i can't believe i told you all last week dave i I was like there's no way they're that rogers goes out like this at home in this weather like there's just no way how did they score in that first drive? And then the offense went to sleep and did nothing really the rest of the way. I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I'm watching it. And when Lewis fumbled that ball, it was like all the all, air went out. Almost the air went out, but like the confidence in anyone else other than Adams, you could see it. He mm-hmm. stopped throwing anybody else. Mm. And he stopped throwing to the tight end. I saw a tremendous breakdown um, by um, this morning on Orlovsky. He showed multiple plays where the tight end was wide open. He didn't even look. He was looking for Adams or he was running because the Niners put pressure on him to kind of get his, get him moving. Um, I can't believe they didn't score again after that. They went down so easy. They ran the ball. Jones running the ball. They they stopped being able to run the ball. Or did they even try? Um, and then, so the fumble happened, and then the pass to Jones right before the half on a broken play that went 70 yards down the sideline. They line up to kick a field goal. All right. It's blocked. Yep. And you're like, well, wait a second. And then that's when we were trading texts again. Yeah. Like, well, what's the halftime line? What's the play? And I'm like, as soon as I saw the line, I'm like, oh, they're going to play him. They're going to play him even. The game's going to fall seven or the Niners are going to cover. Like yep. immediately when I see that line, I'm like, uh, oh, I forgot about that. I bet that. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that. I bet that. I forgot. I forgot. That was a bet. I forgot. I, I didn't track that bet. I had right. I yeah. had nine or second half yeah. plus, plus yeah. half a point. Yeah. And I was like, that's immediately what I saw. And then the whole time in the second half, until they actually blocked the punt, did you think the Niners could win the game? No, I, I was waiting. I was I, waiting for the for the for the play. I was waiting for that busted for the WTF. play. Yeah, just something. I was waiting for well, Juan Garoppolo to have the WTF throw. Waiting for that. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is nine and two in games where he doesn't throw a touchdown. How is that possible? Like. He just has to let everyone else win the game and he doesn't lose it. That's all he has to do is just don't lose the game. The offense and, score a touchdown and they won in Green Bay. 
It's insane. That blocked kick. How the hell does that happen? If you're the Packers oh. you blocked two block kicks are the why you're at home right now. Oh. And now everybody in green Bay has to have this conversation because Rogers is doing the same thing that Brady is doing non-committal, no conversation. I'll deal with it. Now he promised before the, the playoffs, it would be a quick process. He would make a decision before the draft. The Packers would know what he's going to do. What does he do in your mind? I mean, Steelers, Steelers are right there. They are, they are ripe to walk in to the Pittsburgh Steelers and play for them. They really are. Um, I think they saw what could happen last year, the Packers. I think all of this gets resolved a lot sooner this year, one okay. way or the other. They're going to go, look, man, we're bringing everybody back as long as you're coming back. We need to know right now if you're coming back. Because if you're not, we'll rework the deal, and then they can kind of move on and go forward. This can't fester. They'll tank. They'll tank next year. Oh, they'll go completely the other They'll get rid of everybody. I mean, it'll be all Jordan Love. It'll be like, look, we had three years to win it all. We lost at home in the playoffs three straight years. I mean, that's incredible. Up seed twice. Yep. Matt LaFleur, three losses at home in the playoffs. And two of those games were chances to go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) And he's lost all three of them in really thud type fashion. Last year against the Bucks was really bad. But now to Garoppolo and the Niners is just horrific. Did did the did the Packers lose that game or did the Niners win that game? Packers lost that game. Niners did so win that conservative. game. Conservative. Packers lost that game. Like, I just uh when teams have to do stuff that they don't normally do or try to do stuff that they don't normally do, that you know, they've had success doing, they get away from it. Like the perfect example was when it was third and one in Kansas City, and he lines the tight end under center and does mm. an option play to the right. You want to go, Andy? Like, I, if I'd have been the enemy, I'm like, mm. time out, hold on, hold on. You know, we got Mahomes as the quarterback, right? Like, what are you doing? Like, don't you don't have to be that the, was horrible. Was, no, it was such terrible a bad play call. They don't, I mean, like, and then ended up kicking a field goal instead yeah. of getting a touchdown or trying to, you know, advance the ball. Like, at some point, somebody's got to tap. The floor on his shoulder and say, listen, man, let him play. Like you can't get that conservative in a game and let that team hang around. And I mean, a lot of that, the Niners defense, you know, kept them in the game, dictated it. Jimmy G did not turn the ball over. Debo Samuel is a monster. He is a beast. I mean, he kept getting hit. He kept trying to find ways to get him the ball even returned a punt. It was like, man, this deep. I, I was so impressed with him. And then San Francisco was grinding, getting a, trying to get a first down and then punting. And like they were okay with playing the field position game because the Packers weren't scoring. It felt like if the Packers got that field goal and were up 10 mm. or, or scored another touchdown, it's a wrap. They're mm-hmm. not, the, 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 Pack, the, the Packers are not giving up. 14 points to the Niners today. At any point, I thought, just get 14 here. He couldn't even get 14. They got 10. Mm. 
All right. Well, let's just skip Tennessee because it goes right oh to the Bengals. Goodness. It's just, yeah. it's just right. Let's just go right to the Bengals against yeah. KC because we're yeah. running short on time. So yeah. I, I, I we, the Titans, Ryan Tannehill is the story. Like you want to know why the Titans lost Jeez. Ryan Tannehill, like <laughs> all, all on him. He will deal. Is he done in Tennessee? We'll see. But like, that was the reason why they lost well, that. The throws. other reason is, I mean, Vrabel scores a touchdown and goes for two on the first one. Like, what are you doing? You stop. Just kick the extra point. Because mm-hmm. that ended up costing them, you know, Huge. being tied late, whatever. And then yep. two, it's third and one. You got Derrick Henry, by the way, back, fresh legs, and you run Tannehill trying to get to the corner on a third and one play. You don't get it. So now what do you do? You hand a ball to Henry when the entire stadium and the knows. entire free world knows it's coming, and you get him a stutter step. He don't get it. If you get that first down, you kick the field goal and you win the game. And instead you go for it on the 38 or whatever, you don't get it, and you leave Cincinnati a shot to win the game. Unbelievable. Sometimes, again, the coaching moves, you're just like, whether you have a bet on it or not, as a football person, your kids that play Madden know you're supposed to not do that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Okay, what do you make of this? Because this line is interesting. Open at six and a half, went to seven immediately with the Bengals. Yep. Plus 750, plus 800 to win it all for, for the Bengals. Dave, I bet this last night. Okay. I'm done doubting Joe Burrow. I'm jumping on this. I threw a half a unit down on plus 750. Yeah. It's now eight at certain books, plus 800 at, at certain books. I need them to win one game. I know it's Arrowhead. I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but they beat him earlier in the year here. Yep. Doesn't this number seem heavy? Seven for this? The point spread? Yes. No. Ooh. This, is, this is, I mean, anything less, you immediately take the, the Kansas City money. I mean, after yesterday, I was down, I finished the night down at Circa and I was talking to those guys. And, you know, we were all kind of joking, like, how in the world now, after all of that, do you not believe in fate and go, boy, it must be Kansas City's time, like again? Burrow can go win it. They, since he can go beat it. They well, the other side push. is their defense is exhausted and tired, and they got to take on a Burrow team that is coming in with better wideouts than what they just saw. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking the Bengals wideouts over the over the Bills wideouts. Now, Josh Allen is great, but Burrow and Chase are a problem for that KC Chiefs defense. Yeah. yeah this is it's gonna be a repeat, by the way. What we just uh, saw, Bills. Chiefs is Bengals Chiefs. Run it back. Oh, I hope so. I'm 30 30. Run it back. Oh, let's okay. go. Ding, 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 let's ding. Go. It's, it's, we're going right. This is going to be an AFC championship game with whoever has the ball last. That's why I think it's heavy at seven. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just think it's heavy. I just, I think people have been disrespecting. I know the number of sacks is a significant thing. And I totally understand that they went and won a game with nine sacks and, Tannehill threw three picks and that's why they're in this game. I fully understand that. I I would say back to your question before who lost or who won the Titans lost that game, but the Bengals also took advantage of it and had a chance to go down there and make big plays. And Jamar chase is unguardable. He's he's unguardable with burrow. They understand each other on such an incredible level. And then they've got T Higgins going Tyler Boyd is still a really big threat. And that dude just is, is, prime to bust out. If you focus on chase and you focus on Higgins, Boyd's going to have a big day on Sunday. So I'm 
fascinated about how the Chiefs try to stop this defense because what was just exposed is that their secondary is awful. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, man alive, I think the Bengals can win the game. I really do. Oh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I just think it's, uh, I think that the Chiefs and Mahomes have to give them that opportunity. They have to turn the ball over once or twice, maybe one more than Cincinnati for them to win. Maybe yeah, I'll shoot them. I don't know. Yeah, Mahomes has to go back to the Mahomes we saw in October. Just a pick. We need, we we need, need balls pick. deflecting off of hands right. into guys' hands. We yeah. need ill-time throws. We need red zone stallouts. Like that. That's what you know for the Bengals to get the upset. That's what they're going to need. They got to win the turnover battle. Burrow's got to throw for nearly three hundred yards, but they just gave up four touchdown tosses to Josh Allen. So, so right now, Cincinnati's money line is let's two forty, right? Money line plus two sixty in some places, <laughs> two seventy, two sixty. All right, so we can say two sixty for rounding purposes. They'll be the same, a little bit less. Do a parlay calculator: two sixty and two hundred. Okay. And see what the price is for a hundred bucks. Parlay calculator. So it's, you're saying it's better to bet them individually or bet them now at plus? Isn't plus seven fifty plus eight hundred going to be better odds than money line? Money line. Uh, that's what I'm going to tell you right now. Two forty and plus two dollars. The price is. Plus 600. Dave's doing this on the computer that he's streaming with because he's bouncing up and down. I am. <laughs> uh, let's see. You get so many. When you go to use a parlay calculator now, you get so many um, pop offers. <laughs> um, no, $9. 920 plus 920. If it's $2, if it's $240, which it is right now, and say $2, which is just a little bit less. So the opponent matters. Plus obviously. If it's Bengals Niners, what's what's the money line for the Bengals? I mean, there's seven at Kansas City. It's half, right? I mean, they're three and a half, probably dogs in San Francisco. It all depends how these teams look. I mean, yeah. The Bengals coming off of slaying the dragon in Kansas City. It might be lower. You know what I'm saying? It might be right. it might be plus one. I did it because I essentially, if they get there, I'll just hedge you on the other side. Oh, yeah. On the other side. So well, you can you can take the money line at plus two forty and roll it. Right. You know, onto the next one. But you can choose not to roll it. You don't have to hedge anything. You already won the bet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So depends. Explain this to me. You posted this last night. Yep. Why are the Niners a shorter? That price shorter, was wrong. Oh, okay. They, they, I took a picture of the board <laughs> that was frozen. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, how is that? Po I texted you. I was like, how is that possible where the Niners are dogs and yet they've got a shorter price to win it all at plus 400? Like, yeah. wait, what? 
No. Okay. So that was wrong. That okay. was that was yeah. That board was wrong. I I, I stopped at the, the Golden Gate, took a picture of the board because it was right in front of me, and then I went to Circa and then I posted it, and then the guys that run a Circa account were like, "Thanks." And I was like, thanks for what? And they're like, you posted the old board. And I'm like, how did I know it was old? It was on the board. Right. It was up. Like we didn't, we didn't update it. It didn't, I apologize. So yeah, those odds were not correct. They're, they're lower now. The Rams are the second choice. Um, and then the Niners are twice as high. I saw the Rams at like plus 210 and the mm. Niners at plus four to one mm. current, which made sense because I, mean, I think the, the team with the most questions right now as far as injuries is the Niners. Right. Yeah. I just – the fact that they're 2-0, and the fact that that division is so wonky that McVay owns Kingsbury, but Shanahan owns McVay. It's unreal. It's like, hmm, because Shanahan – because McVay beat Kingsbury in the postseason. Right. So if you go by the same logic, Shanahan's going right. to L.A., and getting a victory. Right. And what's even crazy is that what the winner of this team is going to play in the same stadium in back-to-back weeks. Yes. They don't have to go anywhere. They, they just, I mean, they can stay there if they want, like <laughs> just stay two weeks. I mean, they'll go back. Obviously it's a week off in between, but like yeah. they'll be well versed in that stadium as to, you know, what to do, how comfortable they'll be. It's a big storyline in my mind. Going what into the do game. I think um, is going to be the most, Popular storyline wise, Super Bowl matchup, Kansas City, LA. Of course. I mean, like viewership wise, yeah, they want LA desperately in this thing. Yes, they want Los Angeles 100%. Bigger story, bigger star power. The NFL network is in that facility. (laughs) You have the home team there with access to the Rams. That's right. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. San Francisco going for their six overall Super Bowls is a pretty good story too, though. It is. Yeah, it is. Jimmy Garoppolo, a chance to go back in what we talked about before, getting a chance to make up for that throw he missed. Win a Super Bowl, a a rematch against Kansas City. I I mean, that's that's got some cachet too. I think um, the the team that nobody wants to see in there match it up is the Bengals. That's why I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rep the Bengals all week because no one else is. I think it'll be a fun story, but I feel like they're the they're the ones being led to being the, the opponent that um is gonna be the walkover on the way to the Super Bowl. That's what it feels like. Interesting. Someone's locked out of my house. Hold on. Keep talking. Oh. Talk about the Bengals. I'll be right back. Really? Somebody's I'm, locked I'm, out of your house right now? I don't now? know. I'm, I'm hearing banging. banging. <laughs> I, I have in-laws who are here, so hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go check. I'll, I'll, I'll be right, right back. All right, so he's gone, so I can actually talk to you guys honestly. And t- He's crazy with these overtime rules. People, you can't change the overtime rules. Stop. So I can take my shot now. He's going to be great because he probably won't go back and watch the show. So he thinks I'm talking about the Bengals. I'm not talking about the Bengals right now. No, I am. I think the Bengals are live. It's a fun story. And these glasses, they're definitely not my wife's. They're mine. So settle that argument too. Oh, Farah, do you believe this? I mean, do you know what you signed up for here? I mean, the, the guy's got people knocking on his door. I'm getting texts and calls 
right now. What do you make the Super Bowl line? If it's this, what do you make the Super Bowl line? If it's that, I don't know. I think uh, the Chiefs are favored, obviously. Um, and this would be a tremendous discussion in the room. And we'll wait for this guy to come back. I don't know if he's coming back at this point or not. I don't know. We might just have to finish the show, Farah. I don't know. The bets do the best thing about today is something <laughs> getting locked out of his house. Hey, wait, he's back. Just so you know, I I have a head. I have a I have an earpiece in. I know you. Okay, I hear I, I hear everything you say. Just FYI, there I is no there, there there is no getting away from me on this point. I I, I apologize. <laughs> we, we have no commercial breaks. That, that that's the one issue with this whole show is that there's no commercial breaks. So it's unfortunately, I've I've got someone who needed to be my my, my father in law goes for walks and people lock doors and they end up getting people locked out <laughs> grandma locked him out i don't know i don't know what just happened but he was he, I, all i was hearing was louder and louder bangs and i was like <laughs> someone's locked out of my house I, I i don't know what's going on i gotta go upstairs and see what's going on i've got you know 82 and uh, 70 year old people yeah. living in my house now yeah. so normally it's not a big deal but like i feel badly oh, when i'm hearing like bang 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 and i'm like okay no one gets it bang, 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 bang. No one gets it. I'm like, is this microphone picking up this? Because I'm hearing this and like, uh, I need to go see what's going on. So I have to go upstairs and I'm like, what, what the, what, what's going on? He's like, I was locked out. It's like, oh, he goes for his walk every day. So, you know, there you every I, day. And at least he's getting some sun. It's a nice day here this morning for a walk. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous day. So, all right. A um, couple things here before we get to better to book it. Yep. We don't talk much about UFC, but I think it's interesting to bring this up. If you guys didn't watch this. Oh my goodness. Francis Ngannou fought up against Cyril Ghosn for the heavyweight championship of the world at UFC 270 in Anaheim. And the dude fought without an MCL and an ACL. He had his his knee injured 25 days before the fight. Doctors told him, if you fight, you could do permanent damage to your knee. And the guy was like, eh. Let's fight. And so he didn't win the way I thought he was going to win. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that that fight was going five rounds and that we would see a wrestler come out of Francis Ngannou. He used his size. He used his strength. He used everything that was sort of like he could one day maybe turn into this. He then turned into it because he had to. And I don't I think Cyril Ghosn was stunned that he lost three straight rounds on the mat and Ngannou won it three rounds to two to retain his belt. So it's an incredible performance. Having not seen gone fight before, I'll ask you, um, had he ever done that before? Had he ever been on his back or on the mat like that before in any match? He had never been taken down in eight UFC matches previously. Ever. He had never been taken down. Wow. So, all right. So, now you're trained. He caught his leg. I mean, the first time he took him down, he threw a, he threw a, a right-handed kick, and Ganu caught it and then flipped him and oh, then land, landed all of his weight, all 280 pounds of him, on top of Gan. Picked him up like he was a child. These were yeah. two massive human beings. Ganu picked him up and threw him down, and I was like, I went nuts. I was like, whoa, what was that? And then. You know, this is this is the the art of UFC, the ground game. It's boring to watch for the regular person. You love when they stand up, but I appreciate it now, having watched it more and seeing, like 
They're like serpents sometimes. They're like unbelievable snakes, how they get guys in positions to tap out mm. or to put them in a more comp- compromising position to then drill their elbow into their face like a hundred times. That was my one point that I couldn't figure out what Ngannou's game was. Oh, Once Ngannou got on top of him, wasn't it? That's all he did. That's he didn't he do. for a dude. Well, breathe. he didn't. The ground and pound of Francis Ngannou was the one part of that where we were all going, all right, you have him mounted, knock him out. Like it, it, that's where I kept on waiting for him just to start to tee off. And he never did. He just he could breathe. I would agree with you. Yes. I think he that was part so of the problem. So tired. And yes, that was part of the problem. How much effort and work it takes to do that. Yeah. And then now we find out after the fight, which by the way, um, I got some information before the fight from some people that I wasn't sure whether to take it for, for real or not. But what the like, knee? Yeah. 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 Everyone that got was it. Out it, was out, it was out. Everyone, yeah. everyone, yeah. it became a very loud, loud, loud rumor exactly. that Ngannou had had knee problems. And then the broadcast brought it up because he was wearing knee pads for the first time. And everyone was like, why is he wearing knee sleeves? Like, this right. is odd. Like what's yeah. going on with that? So, and they, I mean, in, they did a great job of explaining why this could right. be significant. And like gone is known for his kicks. And if he gets kicked and then Ngannou said after the fight, that's why he didn't switch stances because in he's a traditional fighter that the right knee, he had to keep the right knee back and not up front because the right knee was the one that's compromised. So what's crazy is that, did you follow the post fight drama at all as to what happened in the wake of that fight? No. Okay. So as I told you, on Friday that the fight versus Tyson Fury is very live. It's yeah. very much a topic. Fury's tweeting about it. Come fight me. Come fight me. Books have hypothetical odds. It's minus 1000 Tyson right. Fury. Like just, yeah. they think the Fury will, it'll be another Conor McGregor up. versus yes. Floyd Mayweather part yes. two type of thing. Yes. Books will, everyone who will bet gone and Fury will kick the living crap. Right. Everyone will bet Ngannou and they'll bet they'll, they'll beat the cop Fury. Really. So Dana White did not put the championship belt around the waist of Ngannou. Did he even come in the ring? No. That's what Dana White does. Dana White goes, puts the ring, puts the- Every time. Every time. Didn't do it. Wasn't in the ring. Didn't put the belt on. Dana White didn't show up to the post-fight press conference. Dana White always goes to the post-fight press conference. He always goes to answer questions from the media because oftentimes he'll say what the gate was. He'll say what they're expecting from a pay-per-view buy. He announces fight of the night. He announces performance of the night. Who's he does do that every time, right? He does every that every single time. time. It's a very right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, important part of the media. It's, it's, it's an, uh, the media right. learns a lot of very important things during that press conference from Dana right. White. And then it's what's next, okay? So this guy won. What are you thinking, Dana, about the matchmaking of X, Y, and Z. What do you do with the division? What do you do with the champion? What do you, but didn't show up. So Ngano was asked that question. Why didn't, you know, did you show up? And his contract, if Francis Ngano does not fight again until January 1st, 2023, he will be an automatic free agent. His contract expires and he's out of the UFC and he can do whatever he wants. So, now the question is, and he has said he fought three times in three years. So he's like, it's not unusual if I don't fight. I, this is what he likes to do. He likes to fight one time a year. So he made a half a million dollars for that fight plus pay-per-view points. But as people pointed out, to headline a UFC card in the heavyweight division, 500K is 
That's not a lot nothing. of money. It's nothing. Okay. He'll get pay-per-view points. So maybe he gets another million. Okay. But 1.5 compared to what other fighters of his stature make or what John Jones was making in the light heavyweight division, like apples and oranges. So that is the question. Does, is there a John Jones fight to make coming up here in 2022, this summer, this fall? How much is he going to make if he fights Fury? Way more. Way more money. You know it's where a, he's from, right? Like, you know Nagano's background. Like, what do you mean? His so, window but, is so small. Well, like, he's going to make France. that gigantic I mean, I mean, amount of yeah, money. France, France claims him. So, like, he's Cameroon. But yeah, France, Cameroon, France. But France, I mean, France like, claims him. That's where he grew up. Yeah. Um, that's where he started mixed martial arts. That's where he did the same gym that Gon is at. Um, that's the whole background between those two guys. I... I mean, fighting in England, fly, fighting in London against Tyson Fury would be Gigantic. he'll make he'll make ten twenty million dollars easy in the, on on that fight. He'll he lose, may not make that on fighting UFC the rest of his career. Potentially, yes. Depending depending obviously as to how his next contract is going to be structured, that's kind of his point. People are thinking that he's using the Fury angle as leverage, saying, "Okay, you want me to fight John Jones? John Jones is going to be a heavyweight. John Jones John has been Jones training is now. Going to beat him." Well, not according to the odds. I agree with you, but Ngano is a minus two hundred favorite for that fight. He's a monster favorite. John Jones is plus one eighty, and I I think it's stealing money. I will be I will dump I will dump money on Jones. I may lose, but I'll be all over. Wow. John, I'll be all over John Jones. I'd have thought that money. line would have been a lot closer to pick him. Nope, I would agree. Maybe make I, I, Ngano a small favorite because you know people are going to bet him. Wow, two to I one thought, favorite. I thought personally last night I tweeted, I said, I think it's probably going to be, uh, I said, John Jones minus one twenty five. Oh, and you I got made Jones favorites. I would, I would, I mean, I, I got know that the has got to be favored because of the way people bet, not because of yeah. what you're going to like reflect what you think is going to happen. You just know that if, you know, seven out of 10 bets are going to come on to Ghana, you make him the favorite. Um, wow. Two to one minus two twenty. Offshore right now, if you want to bet it, hypothetical line, you want to bet it. It's Ngannou minus 220, John Jones plus 180, which I was yeah. like, wait, what? Okay. like They're, they're sure. trying to get books here to copy that so then they can bet it. That's a bogus line. It can't Interesting. They can't be that high. No way. Interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, John they're Jones taking is taking $100 on that offshore. I mean, he can put up whatever they want, you know, and you could go to bet it, and they're probably taking 100 bucks. And mm. You know, and then three places in the states copy it, and you know they're taking five dimes or whatever, and then they got guys that are betting it, and then they can knock the line down. I mean, there's all kind of manipulation. I don't know if I trust that line. I think I don't, that's I don't trust that line. But it was shocking to me, to be quite honest. I thought, wow. I mean, John Jones is still John Jones at heavyweight. We don't know what he's going to look like, but has he I been mean, training? Yeah. To be heavyweight, absolutely. Jones, yeah, he, like he's, yeah. I mean, if you you got to go I back mean, to Chandler, some, he's had some issues out of, of course. Outside. But remember, Chandler Jones, his brother. Okay, he's had two brothers. One's been an offensive lineman. One's been a defensive lineman. Okay, John Jones being at two hundred five has always been him limiting himself, cutting down, right. like he, keeping yeah. himself at a certain weight because his natural body wants to blow up. Right. It is not hard for him to get to 240, 250. I mean, that was a very quick transition to him to go right back up. Now, does he get to 260 in Ganu size? Probably not. Does he need but to? 
No, he doesn't need to. I mean, but Gon was giving up a good 25 pounds on fight night, like I thought. I mean, Ngannou, <laughs> he weighed in at 255, and then like they're talking about on the broadcast, I would agree. They thought he weighed 280 in the octagon. So he had he had a good 25 pounds on Gon. How a human being can just gain 25 pounds in a night? Yep. All this, you just you just go ahead and hydrate, 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 and you 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 expand. So that's what what. So I think Jones and Ganu, everyone's talking about the power in the right hand, but like, I I think that fight's fascinating. I I would I, I pray that fight happens, and that that's why it's strange that the company, like Dana White's done this with certain people. Like if you don't kiss the ring, like McGregor wow. made M- McGregor made Dana. Made kiss UFC. his kid kiss his ring like McGregor was like you need me I don't need you and Gano is is being expected to say to the UFC I need you and Gano is now is learning I don't need you I can oh. do other things and that's pissing off Dana and pissing off the UFC and essentially they just need to part ways but I mean they wanted Gone to win that fight that was. If you listen to a lot of sharp people, they're like, the UFC is pulling hard for Cyril Ghosn to win this fight. Yeah. And he probably would have won the fight in the cards if it wasn't for what Ngannou did. Nobody saw that coming. Like, right. wait, you're going to wrestle? You're going to grapple? Uh, and win. Not just grapple, but actually win the grappling exchanges on the mat. That was just like, shoo, that was so unexpected. Well, he won the fight three rounds or two, right? I mean, that was pretty... But he was down 2-0. He was down until 2-0. He, yeah. Until he did it. Until he did the it. judges had gone up 2-0. He won the first... Garmin won the first two rounds, I thought. 100%. I thought maybe it was 1-1. Maybe. But it was 2-0 at in the best, cards. But Yeah, at best it was 1-1. It was 2-0. And then the third round happened. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything changed. And... He won the third round easily. He won the fourth round, and then the fifth round. I thought there was a little bit on the up and out, you know, on the you know up in the air. But then you know, he got the takedown late, late. and it was that. That was it. Those it like, okay. It's here we go. He, I don't think he like. I, I love the fact that you can you don't get scored a takedown unless you do something with it. And I kept on wondering how the judges were going to score that because I felt like Ngannou wasn't doing enough with it. Like he was right. getting the takedown, right? But he wasn't actually I doing a lot with. Yeah, he's just, just like we're holding him, and then he got nearly caught with the heel hook. For Gon was going for that, and he then Ngannou was, was smart to get out of that. And like I was just like, is his knee gonna pop? Like if he's got an ACL and MCL injury, and he's twisting his knee, and like I was like, okay, this is. But it didn't. It didn't happen. He survived, and uh, the fight to go the distance was like plus two seventy five or something yeah, like that. Incredible. It was, nuts to go the distance like no one thought that thing was going the distance but it but it did someone's asking me about my my our opinion on on the figueredo moreno decision i had it three rounds to two for brandon but i don't have a problem with figueredo winning i i wasn't i didn't think figueredo like i don't think it was robbery that moreno lost did you no i had it i had it three two uh figueredo. the other way yeah and we yeah. were watching the in game odds for that and we were trading text it was ping it was ping bonging back and forth like crazy unbelievable like yeah i never did ufc in game i wish i would have um booking it Mm. because it's beyond subjective you don't know (laughs) i mean you're just guessing you're just literally throwing it up i think he's winning i'm gonna make it this it's it's so much a percentage off the closing line then they just make up another number when a guy gets hit i mean it is it's incredible you put up 
probably a line every 30 seconds. And in that 30 seconds that it's up when you're taking bets, guy gets taken down or flipped or whatever, and it can change so quickly. Um, I thought that Which, was a hell of a fight. I mean, since, that we're, was, ar- since we're arguing rules today, yes. How would you feel about live scoring being available to the public? Um, well, it's available to the fighters too, right? Everybody, like it would be a score, a yeah. scoreboard. Like the referees after the rounds over, the referees would have to score and post. I I think that would make everybody more accountable. I mean, it's a lot harder. Wouldn't you want to know? Wouldn't you want to? I mean, if you're a fighter, I would you know. should know Hell if yeah, you're down. Three one going into the fifth round. Like I, I should know that I've got to knock this guy out. Not hope or wonder. Like I, we we scoreboard everything except judging. It's like everything. Everything is scoreboard except judging. We don't we don't actually require these judges to boxing too to actually score it and say here is where we are. Nope. After the fact, then you can go ahead and score to the public. I think live scoring is something that has to happen in combat sports. It's it's the one big thing that I can't st- – I hate judging anyway. Right. But we should know that it was 2-2 going into the fifth round. That would have been a sweet. Doubt. I think, I think that would that. make – but see, so you hear it from the – because I've actually said this to people on shows and like, you know, in the risk rooms and stuff because like it would affect the way I would do the odds if I knew it was 2-2 versus 3-1 sure. or, you know – it would it would help everybody and it would all be more transparent. But what happens in a boxing match, a 12-round boxing match when it's 5-1? Oh, nobody's interested. No, nobody's interested anyway. What does that right. matter? Like, so you know it's a blowout. In 5-1, I know it's a blowout anyway. But what if he wins the next four rounds? Then it's 5-5. I mean, nobody was interested in a football game in the Rams and Bucks when it was 27-3. Until it was twenty-seven to twenty, and they were driving to tie the game. Like, so that argument about, well, you just, you, you know, you don't want to. What do you mean you don't want to know? You, that that's going to take away from the fight. I think it's going to add to it. It's got to be crazy. I mean, I it would make. I, I think this is a good point by Vince. He says it would make the fighters better. I agree, hundred percent. Because if you're looking up, because I think it, I think if you look at the scoreboard and you're like, holy bleep, I'm down six rounds to two. Yeah. Uh oh, I gotta go, and the, yeah. like you gotta change your entire strategy. Like that's the thing that I always get angry whenever you listen to in the corners, like when the corners aren't being accurate. Like I thought Cyril Gon's corner was almost malpractice with what they were saying. Yeah, you had Eric Nisik who is here in Vegas who runs Extreme Couture, and you had uh, Dewey Cooper who is who is uh, DC Black Cobra on on Instagram, who is an unbelievable striking coach here in Vegas and like legendary, legendary dude. He's all over numerous gyms. He's both. Those two guys are like royalty for UFC training here in Vegas. And they were giving insane, unbelievable advice, pinpoint instructions as to how to do it. In the corner. corner. In Ugano's corner for Francis. Oh, they were they were, they were fantastic. I, I every time corner, they cut away, I was getting mad. I'm like, oh, let me hear what they're saying. Yeah, That's great. In God's corner, their advice was, "You can't lose this fight. It can't happen." Yeah, that was their advice to him. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you can't lose this fight. It's impossible. You can't lose this fight. Well, how do you win the fight? Like, how do you help him? not get taken down. How do you, Hey, when he does, when he faints left, he's coming back with the right. He's diving for your right leg to take you down. Like 
help the dude out. Like there was none of that going on in Cyril Gon's corner. It was a mismatch of coaches in terms of how they were going to approach in game in fight as for advice. He had that tattoo on his chest and I heard Nagano's corner tell him that, that was Nisik, the tattoo. Yeah. Eric said aim you for know, that. Because he yeah. kept yeah, because he kept ducking and he was doing it. And I was like, and it made perfect sense. That sounds like mm-hmm. something, you know, as basic or as in the moment you could say that you yeah. never trained, you never thought, you just saw it and you said it. I do that all the time with the kids. And they're like, Coach, you know, they'll after they're like, Coach Dave, what are you talking about? I'm like, I just saw it. And I'm just telling you, like, that's how that's how you do it. It was fascinating. The whole I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed um the the fight before that yep. I, was fast. And then oh, I, a lot of the fights, I mean, I thought the card was good. The, the card yeah. was the card. I only saw the last three because that football game had me right. completely yeah. entranced. The, you know, the Packers losing that game. It was fun. I mean, it was, you know, the, this is, but I, I still think the UFC has got some issues charging $75 in having streaming services that, you know, I you know only buffered a couple of times for me, but I, I still think it's just it's terrible. You can't have uh, it. Can't have it. You just can't, can't have, have it. it. I mean, can't you have can't it. have at seventy five. I'm paying you seventy five dollars. Yeah, an event. Can't like have it. this is getting up there like around Floyd type money here. Like this is and Floyd fought two times a year. Like you're asking right. people every single month to give you seventy five dollars a month. It should work perfectly, flawlessly, perfectly. Yeah, and it doesn't. And it's on ESPN too. I'm, I know it's not yeah. the UFC only. It's on ESPN too as well. I mean, they've got to fix their app. But man, that was frustrating at some point. At some points. All right, light day for me today after after this weekend. Just it's a to, light card. I'm surprised yeah. you found multiple plays. I just have two plays. Oh, going okay. back, going back to hockey. Bruins nine. Are we doing? Are we doing the the? Did the guy give you a prop? Did Feinberg? No, give you a prop? I do, I do not have. The, I do not have the Feinberg prop. I went two and zero. Oh. Okay. I emailed him yesterday and said he said I need to find something today. I don't have anything I like. That's so then I checked in, I checked in with him pre and he said, and he never responded. So I'm, right. I'm guessing okay. he doesn't have anything he likes today. So right. there is no betprep.com giving props prop of the day. So, okay. and I like that. Don't force it. If, if you don't like For it. Sure. That makes don't. me even respect it better. Yeah. You can't have a play every day. Sometimes just, nah, we don't like it. Yeah. So I'm going Bruins and the ducks over one and a half goals in the first period. The ducks are not good at this. Okay. However, the ducks just beat the lightning. They scored two goals in the first period in their last game three days ago to go over theirs. Bruins, however, have gone nine straight games where they've scored or given up more than one goal in the game. One and a half goals scored, two, three goals. Price? Scored. Minus 120? Yeah. Bet minus it. 120. Right? Bet it. Riding the Bruins. Yeah. I saw, what did you put on the Twitter yesterday about the streaks and all that yes, other stuff? Yes, I love, okay. The, Holy the, crap, this is, the Kawakami guy got, I mean, like, what did he do? What did he well, say? He went okay. not to, so I, let, I had no yeah, time think, to look at it. I was going to okay. look at it today. Let's talk about this because in, 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 and this will be the clip of the day, but one of the clips, because I love this conversation because I think it's really important. Okay. okay so I, I, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. Okay. Let, let me just quickly say this. Like I'm not trying to fight with anybody for doing this. However, there was a reporter who was in San Francisco, who is a pretty high powered guy who has a lot of followers tweet. He tweeted that I was told once by professional gamblers bet the streak because you can bet the streak multiple times, but it's, uh, 
he, you're he, only he, wrong he, once. Yeah. You see, he goes, one of well, he, the tweet was one of the smartest gamblers I'd ever knew gave me this best advice, bet the streak. You win every time it extends and you lose only once. Right. Okay. Dustin Galker, who I love. Okay. Dustin Galker, legal sports report. Awesome. I've, I've had him, I've interviewed him numerous times, covers the gambling industry. He said, I really don't want to get blocked, but this is some of the worst gambling advice I have ever seen on this website. And I just went on Twitter. He meant Dustin yeah. meant that on Twitter. The worst he said, the, oh boy, oh yeah, boy. The, the advice to bet the streak is some of the worst gambling advice he's ever seen on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, and so that, so I he's just said, trying to stir the pot. Dustin. I don't know, but I said, I go sports. BK Kunzig gives us advice too. It's not that bad of advice. And he didn't respond right. to it. Yeah. But I've heard you say numerous times, bet the streak. Oh, I've had, I had old bookies tell me the same thing. I mean, I, I've seen the smartest people I know do it, you know, as far as sports. Um, I had a couple minutes yesterday and I went back and looked and Kawakami was talking about the Niners being favored against the Rams. And then the discussion became, I'm just a writer. Uh, you know, he's a writer for The Athletic and, you know, mm -hmm. he don't make lines and all this other stuff. And it, it it got so deep. And then people just started like firing missiles on on there on the thread. And I was like, oh, my God, my head hurts. I'm done. I'm done looking at it. He has a history, too. He's been around. He's been a columnist in the Bay Area for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, you know, he says that San Francisco should be favored this week if they mm. play the Rams. That's that's what that went. And it's because. You should bet the streak. You should, you know, they're going to win again because they keep winning against the Rams. And I was like, oh, boy, like you shouldn't bet the Niners because they always beat or they're on a streak against the Rams. And by no means ever would the Niners be favored at the Rams this week in the NFC championship. There's no a planet. There's nowhere would that be the case. But everybody's different. Like I, I, I when I, when I, you know, got away from it, I was like, man, I love Twitter, Instagram, all these other TikTok. All there's a lot of experts out there. Everybody's got their own opinion. It's like, man, just like tell people what you think, and whether people agree or not, who cares? Like everybody wants to be that expert. Everybody wants to be mm. that guy and tell mm. them that's bad gambling advice. What are you doing? What are you doing? Really? That's right. bad gambling advice because you said it was? Well, what do you do? You not bet the streak? Because I remember how many times in a row would you have lost on and pick a 13-game losing streak? Right. You could have bet over Steph's three-point prop. How you feeling about that? I mean, I so I, I the argument. These gambling advice statements or these gambling opinions, they don't apply universally. Every situation is different. And I I, I saw that yesterday and I was like, oh, my head literally started to hurt. I was like, I, I, I got to get away from this. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the football game. I started to go down that rabbit hole. So I was going to mm -hmm. do it later today. Um, but I mean, it's frustrating. I think one of the things that I'm getting frustrated with, and, and, and look, I'm guilty as well on this is so we put our opinions out and we're wrong a lot of times. And I feel like the younger people who are in the content space, 
have to like do this whole video take down like i don't like they're trying to justify their position so much yes that like they keep it alive like just move on like you were wrong everybody forgets Maybe. about it in an hour like it's like <laughs> you bringing it back up again you going off and like yelling and screaming about this like in the moment sometimes like if the game just ends and someone sends a tweet like nice pick dude like i might go into it but like the next day if people are like man your pick suck yesterday i don't even care like i'm just like dude i'm on to today yesterday's gone i can't relive that i can't make that pick that's all that's that's gone let's talk about today let's try to get better today let's try to figure out what we're going to bet on today and win today cuz the money lost last night is gone you can't get it back so like i i feel like there's a lot of peacocking going on there's a lot of like oh, you know word. you know i i feel like that 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 is a problem in the industry from an influencer standpoint because you have to justify your position as an influencer versus a gambler does that make sense 100 percent. listen i've been in a book where people come up and ask my opinion uh, genuinely ask my opinion like and i don't know from adam hey man what do you like in this game oh I really like the Chiefs. You know, I think the Chiefs are going to win at home. All right. Here's 20 dimes. Give me, give me Buffalo money line. Slapped it right in my face. And I'll be like, all right, cool. And the guy would be like, you know, talking or chirping or whatever you want to call it. And I'd be like, just give me the money, put it in the drawer. I don't care either way. You ask my opinion. And then when they win, <laughs> oh, they're even worse. They come back with the ticket. I told you, hey, man, good pick. Who do you like today? Oh, I, I like the Knicks. Oh, all right, cool. You know, and then they come back the next day when the Knicks lose. <laughs> right. And I go, hey, how'd that Knicks game go? I didn't see it, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, you know. So, I mean, I've had it happen. I've had people say, oh, you like the Chiefs? Here's 20 dimes. I'm going to bet it. Well, whoa, 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 man. I, you just asked what I like. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I, I want to bet what you think. So everybody's different. The ability or the the need to go back and tell someone their picks sucked—it's a waste of time. I agree. Waste of time. One more final: we're betting Bruins Ducks over one and a half. Golden Knights Capitals in Washington over mm. one and a half at minus one thirty-five. DC has not been good at this. Washington actually has a losing record to first period overs, but the Golden Knights are way over. 25, 16, and one, I believe, to first period over. One of the, the best teams in the league. I think it is the, I think they are the I think they are the best team because their first goal in the first 10 oh, man. is the most profitable bet in hockey, I believe, right now. Yeah. Oh, this is like this is really crossing the streams. We're going on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Both games, both games. The one team's great, one team's bad. One team's great, and I'm just going to go ahead. Is that bad against them? Uh, they're bad. Anaheim's bad. Yeah, Anaheim's Anaheim's as bad as Washington. Oh, for real? The, oh, yes, boy. they're both they're both bad. But the Golden Knights are so profitable because you can pretty much guarantee one goal, and that one Correct. goal will happen in the first ten minutes. <laughs> so yeah. then it's, do they get the second one? You know, basically, is it going to be one one after one? And the goaltending issues for the Golden Knights lean me towards yes. Yeah. So let's see. Six is the total. Jeff's got it over 20. All right, we'll bet that one too. Both games go over in the first period. Yep. I like Our it. teams might be trailing. That's fine. Go down to nothing. I don't yeah. care. Well, I mean, that's, that's the beauty about this bet. The beauty, the reason why I like this bet so much is I don't need to, it doesn't matter who gets off to a fast start. Correct. 
I just need one team to get off to a fast start or both teams to get off to fast starts. That's all that I need for it to hit. And if you have six, that's two goals every, you know, for three periods. So that's what they're, they're predicting that to happen. So when you get to a six, I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable with that. And then just the Golden Knights and where they are on the road against Washington, you know, recap or, you know, cup final a couple of years ago. So there's a lot of juice in the building. Long road trip now when they get the thing yep. ready for the, for the all-star game coming back when they come back. Again, I'm going to say this again. Why is there no hype in Vegas for the All-Star game? Can't believe it. There's no hype. There's no conversation, no billboards, nothing. It's just like, oh, yeah, right. That's here. Oh, when? Like in two weeks. What do you mean two weeks? Yep. In two weeks, the All-Star game is here. The Fan Fest is so much fun. I can't wait to go to it. It's, it's going to be a ball. It's I fun. can't wait to go to it. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? One. You're making this ridiculous argument for the overtime rule. Oh, it's not ridiculous. It's being made by thousands of people this morning. Thousands. They're all wrong. That's okay. And two, my favorite (laughs) thing about today is these classes. And this Joe Burrow, Bengal hat, my Cincinnati Reds. Look at this thing. This is a Ken Griffin. That orange and red clashes so bad, by the way. I know. That's a hard look. But it's I couldn't. There's no Bengal stuff in this city. There's no. I mean, I really? Oh, I want that hat. white Bengals hat. I, I, they have the Oh, we're gonna have to I call like, out. You can't get it in, in anywhere. Really? I like yeah, that yeah, white yeah. The, that team white Bengals hat. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's no. Yeah, I gotta get it. We'll, we'll we'll work on that. But yes, that's okay. uh, favorite thing about today is 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 that, and then just man, sports, bro. Like <laughs> I, I say it all the time. Like seriously, I mean, I had so much fun Saturday watching the games, watching the fights. And then Sunday did shows in the morning and got to do the same thing all over again and saw some most amazing games, shared the moments with my kids. Sports, bro, was awesome. I agree. For me, today is day one of camp. So we have the we have the opponent. We have we have the bracket and we have the opponent for the fight coming up on February 26th. The only thing that can stop it now is if I fail my physical. That's the only thing. So <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what the doc says. We'll see how we go. I don't think I'll fail the physical, but that that has me, you know, post COVID and everything else. I got to go in there and get and get a fight physical. So. so funny. So you sent me the text with this guy's picture, and I don't really pay attention because he, he works I at Fedora. I saw it. He's I like, saw it. I was like. Wait a second. Who is this guy? And then I scroll and I'm like, oh, this is the opponent. So I said you to text speed. Speed is what we need. And we've got Rocky chasing the chicken on the chip. It was so funny. I was like, I can't he's 39 wait. years old, never fought. Yep. So he's my weight. So it's yep. it's it's perfect. And then the guy, we have to get the other guy, the other side of the bracket. He doesn't have an opponent yet. So they got to get him an opponent. So oh. you need to fix that. Otherwise, that guy advances to the fight on Sunday. That's not fair. I fight Saturday, Sunday. He fights just once. That's not fair. So, you ever see the movie know. Digstown? I have, but I don't remember much about it. It's a boxing movie with Louis Gossett Jr. had yeah. to fight 10 fights, and the guy went thumbs down or thumbs up. This is you. You got to fight two fights in, in 24 hours. Yep. Two fights. My first time ever fighting. Never fought before, and now I'm fighting. Go watch Digstown. You'll love it. Oh, good. So, I think I have seen it actually, but it was like, didn't it come out like in 94? Came out a long time ago, right? Yeah. I think it was in high school. I, I think I was in high school when I saw it. Yeah, Probably. I think it was. It was a long time ago. But I've already burned. I've already burned 500 calories. Already ran two miles today. Um, look at you, road work early. Road, and it's not just road work though. The the the, the, the fun thing about road work now because I don't need to. 
I don't need to be, uh, my fight is three rounds, two minutes. Okay. So it's yeah. six minutes. Yeah. Total fights, nine minutes. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need to do road work. So what we have me doing is sprint work, but on a road. So I basically, I sprint between light poles. That's all. So I, I, I run, That's the way I train run, run, hockey. run, run. That's great. Don't build yeah, up so, I run, run, run. so fast. That's great. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And that's, and then, and, and then I'm doing uh, majestic park every week. I'm, I'm there. That's getting easier and easier. There were, there was a group of 20 kids, the age of my daughter or younger at majestic park on Saturday morning, doing the same thing I was doing. I was like, my daughter's six years, seven years old. I, was, I went home. I was like, Maddie, get ready. You're coming with me. I was like, if these kids are out here doing this, you're coming with me. Like you're doing this, like come on out. And we're, I was amazed by it. I was like, it starts early, man. Awesome. I was so amazed. Like that is such a fun in Vegas. You know what I'm talking about? There's a huge set of stairs and then there's a road, a, a loop that you can do. Yep. And these kids were whipping <laughs> around, got coached there with whistle. Blowing yeah. whistles, go, 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 different. You know, it was awesome. I was like, this is so cool. And he was yep. like, what's up, old timer? I'm like, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, he called you like, old timer? Oh, yeah. I get Welcome I get the, the old timer. Yeah. Here we are, 44 years old. But yeah, here we go. I love it. Guys, subscribe to the Props YouTube channel. We got a big week this week. We got a lot of stuff coming. We've got guests coming soon. We're going to LA for the Super Bowl. Make sure you subscribe to the Props YouTube channel and rate, review, subscribe. Apple, Spotify, where we get your, your podcasts for us. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book.